Castle Rock Radio, the future of radio. radio, radio, radio. And welcome to Food Integrity Now. I'm Carol Gravey, and I'm here with Susan Wright today, my co-host. Hi, Carol. Matt is not joining us today, but I'm sure he's listening. We have a very exciting show today. We have Dan Kittredge. Dan is the director of the Real Food Campaign and the Bio-Nutrient Food Association. And that may be a mouthful, but Dan is here to tell us what this is all about. Welcome, Dan. Thank you. Um, Dan, uh, tell us about the Real Food Campaign. What's going on there? Um, The Real Food Campaign is a uh, a project of a a new organization that we're founding called the Biotechnology Food Association. Um, We have been, through the Real Food Campaign, which is initially started as a project of Remineralize the Earth. It's a 20-year-old nonprofit based in Northampton, Massachusetts, um, taking the insights of John Homaker and uh, Julius Hensel and others about the natural role of revitalization of soil, um, looking at how nature does it. And that is basically through uh, volcanism or glaciation or erosion. Um, but if you look at the insights of you know, uh, that school, you'll see that uh, human agricultural societies rose up in areas that were uh, regularly flooded. The Nile River Valley, the uh, Tigris and Euphrates, the Indus, the Yellow, um, uh, the Amazon, Mississippi, all over all over the planet, uh, human agricultural societies rose up in river valleys. And the insight is primarily because when you harvest a crop, you naturally are, you know, harvesting out the best nutrients from that soil. And you can only do that in a long-term basis if you uh, consistently revitalize the soil to balance out that process. Um, And so river valleys, of course, are uh, constantly flooded with silt, which is, uh, you know, basic mineral nutrition for the soil. Um, In the case of the Nile, you had the, it was a blue blue Nile and the white Nile, meeting. Uh, the White Nile was the uh, minerals from uh, Ethiopia, from the mountains, and the Blue Nile was from the, I believe it was from the Congo, but it was a, it was a, a tropical jungle uh, river full of organic matter and biology. So when you mix the minerals with the organic matter and the biology, you get a very vital soil. Um, and so we're taking those insights as the Real Food Campaign um, based on the, the insights of Hamaker and remineralization uh, are integrating that with with uh, agriculture as it currently exists. So, um, one of those terms that you used earlier about how nature does it, you said, "Well, you, well you, there were three terms you used. I think glacialization, uh, volcanism, uh, volcanism. V- volcanism, glaciation, okay. uh-huh. and erosion." Okay, why don't you explain and, those first two terms because our listeners may not know what those words mean. Uh, volcanism would be volcanoes, uh, sort of magma, lava flow, you know, new soil. If you look at 
you know, Hawaii, for instance, it has an amazingly vital soil. It's a, it's a volcanic soil. It's a young soil. Um, so there's various places on the planet where you have these really amazingly vital volcanic soils. Um, and you also have, after glaciation, uh, you know, for instance, here in New England, we had, uh, you know, the Ice Age just 10,000 years ago came through and and crushed up a bunch of stone. And, uh, you know, all the way through the northern tier of uh, the Rust Belt states, you know, into Illinois and Iowa, uh, all the way across the country. And our soils are much younger and have many more minerals in them than southern soils. The red clay soils of Georgia, the the bauxite soils in Africa, are very, very old soils. Um, laterite soils, they refer to, that have been eroded for a very long time and don't have a lot of their base mineralogy present. Um, so uh, it just is sort of the natural processes by which it seems the the you know earth revitalizes herself mm. um so what i was saying was that as we're so we're integrating the insights of of that natural process with with conventional agriculture in its multiple forms and uh you know working to maximize nutrition in food effectively uh the the, the documentation is very solid, you know, from USDA as, as well as many other places that the average nutrient levels in foods have significantly decreased. And I would suggest, you know, looking at the work of Linus Pauling, you know, on, if not before, the insight is that most diseases, degenerative diseases are based in mineral nutrition. So if our, if the data says that our mineral nutrition of our food is decreasing, um, and the scientists tell us that our diseases come from underlying deficiencies and imbalances, then what we're trying to do is strategically revitalize the soil um, so that we can effectively have higher quality nutrition in our food supply. Uh, so we have a the Real Food Campaign has been working uh, primarily in the Northeast, um, giving year-long seminars for growers, uh, sort of five days walking them through the growing season from October to January to March to May to July or something like that, and sort of... Oh, walking through how to systemically revitalize your soil. So we start with the soil test, and you do basic mineral balancing based on, um, you know, basic biological management principles, among others, using the work of uh, Dr. William Albrecht from the University of Missouri in the 40s and 50s as a basic mineral balancing protocol. Um, and I should say, just as a, as a bit of background um, that you know, I grew up on an organic farm personally, and I'm, I recommend only uh, processes and materials that are certified organic. Um, right. by, no, by no means do I believe that organic is the be-all and end-all. As someone who grew up on an organic farm, I can tell you, um, I had plenty of sick crops. And, you know, if you have disease, if you have pestilence, um, then your plants are not healthy by definition. So just so because we're organic does not mean that we're doing a, a whole fertility job. Sorry. So the farmers that are interested in, in this program, are they, they're a mixture then of conventional and organic farmers, like all tar- types of farmers are interested in, in creating nutrient yeah, density. So basically I would say as far as our courses are concerned, we currently have uh, eight courses, eight year long seminars that are being given. There's two in Vermont, there's two in New York state, there's three across Massachusetts and one in Connecticut. Um, and we've got about 45 people taking each each course, so about 325 people or so registered. Um, and I would say about a third of them are gardeners and other sort of 
interested um, allies, be they uh, medical professionals or um, landscapers or um, um, arborists, uh, dairy farmers. Um, so about a third of them are, are, you know, small gardens and assorted activities. About a third of them are homesteaders who are growing uh, most of the food for their families on a couple of acres and some for sale, perhaps. And about a third are actual CSAs and, and wholesale um, grower operations. So, sorry, that was uh, just a background on who, who our course participants are. Oh. So um, um, in that list of, of who they are, obviously there were no big agra <laughs> interested in, in nutrient density. Oh. Right. Well, um, so I'd say probably 85% of the people are either certified organic or follow entirely certified organic practices. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so uh, we're definitely not speaking to a big conventional ag audience. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're, I think we're, we're, we're a bit ahead of the curve as far as uh, awareness is concerned. And so it's really just the early adapters that are, that are paying attention to what we're doing. But the word seems to be spreading fairly uh, well, our, our basic strategy is a grassroots policy of decentralized empowerment. So the objective is to facilitate success among growers, be they of all kinds, and let them, if things work for them, and as things work for them, spread it to their networks, you know, relationships, friends, organizations, etc. Um, so I mean, we are actually in conversation with Whole Foods, among other, um, you know, companies. We have a few sponsors, and most of them are you know, from natural supplements companies to mineral supply companies, um, et cetera. Um, but we are talking about, with Whole Foods about our, our sort of larger strategic um, research project, and that's really where the Brown Nation Food Association comes in. Um, and the basic objective is to identify what quality looks like in food um, and empower consumers to empirically verify the quality of their food before they purchase it. So they can actually choose when they're going through the farmer's market or through the grocery store or between CSAs, um, whatever, which bag of carrots, which, you know, pound of tomatoes, et cetera, to purchase based on the overall quality and thereby incentivize growers to do a better job. Uh, our, our strategy basically is that if we can give consumers the um, capacity and the um, understanding to, to choose their food based on quality levels um, that will have a direct economic incentive and can be used as a uh, sort of a um, enlightened self-interest motivator. So we can talk to larger larger retail chains about how, look, they could have good publicity if they could make sure that they actually supply high-quality food. And um, they could then you know, incentivize their growers to do a better job. So that's basically our strategy is to ground up, you know, empirical verification, transparency, and economic um, drivers. So, well, Dan, um, we're going to we're going to have to take a break to uh, listen to our sponsors. But in the next segment, um, I'd like to talk a little bit about how you measure food density and exactly. what are some of the um, the ways that you make the soil more dense. I'm just very curious um, about all of that. So you are listening to Food Integrity Now. We will be right back.
are looking for some flavorful, healthy, fresh food, come out to Maximilian's Cafe in Woodland Park, Colorado. Focusing on local, fresh ingredients with a changing seasonal menu. Located at 209 East Midland Avenue, Woodland Park, Colorado, right off Highway 24 in downtown. Our walls are full of local artist artwork, and on Friday and Saturday nights, we feature local singers, songwriters, and performers to entertain you while you relax and enjoy a fun environment, a glass of wine, and fantastic food. Open seven days a week from 11 to 9 p.m., 11 to 8 p.m. on Sunday and Monday. experiencing anxiety, anger, depression, or low self-esteem? Do you beat yourself up or sabotage what you truly want to achieve? Hi, this is Jeannie Smith, and at Open Heart Healing, I combine counseling, gestalt therapy, and Thai energy work to assist those who truly desire to bring quality and joy back into their lives. My office is located on South Perry Street here in Castle Rock. Call me for a free consultation at 303-660-6373. Again, Again, that's 303-660-6373 or visit me at openhearthealing.com. Holistic Pathways is your local herbal medicine clinic. You can find them online at holisticpathways.com. Holistic Pathways supplies certified organic and ethically wildcrafted bulk medicinal herbs, herbal extracts, and essential oils. Holistic Pathways offers Mayan abdominal massage and specializes in women's health and fertility. Call 720-570-2454 to speak to a certified clinical herbalist today. That's Holistic Pathways at 720-570-2454. Welcome back to Food Integrity Now. We've been talking with Dan Kittredge of The Real Food Campaign, and we're talking about nutrient density, a very important thing to have in your food if you want to remain healthy. Uh, The lack of nutrient density causes all kinds of diseases and a susceptibility to to disease. Um, Dan, just earlier we were talking about how you wanted to start educating the public um, how to tell when you go to the market, what does nutrient-dense food look like? Um, and I think Carol had a question about that. No, I, uh, I'm i just curious uh, how it's measured or if it's something that you're working on where there could be something that you could actually measure the dense nutrient density of your food. And... Um, also, Susan and I were talking during the break that a lot of people probably have never thought about that, about is their food nutrient dense? And so how, how can we educate the public and get them to be more concerned about nutrients? I know that was a, um, like a, a two-part question. Yeah, no, I, 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 okay, I got it. Um, you just, yeah, opening, opening direction, and, uh, and I'll, I'll rant for some time. Um, or channel, as the case may be. Um, so, um, let's start with some common sense statements first. Um, you know the difference between a fresh garden tomato and a winter uh, tomato, right, that you can buy yes. at the grocery store? Yes. Right. And that it would be a, a very visceral knowledge, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, right. So that sort of 
that, that's our, our, our instinctual inbuilt um, discernment mechanism. And that's, of course, the most important. Um, however, you're not necessarily able to take bites out of various different apples to choose which ones to buy in the grocery store. Um, and, I mean, we know that, you know, goats will go out and choose specific plants to, to eat when, they, when they're foraging, or, or cows will ignore some grass and go for other grass. Um, there's different... We know that animals have the ability to discern quality. They'll, they'll choose one grain over another. They'll choose... Um, I don't know what, the, what the other good examples are. Um, you know, a a non-GMO grain opposed to um, a, a yeah. <laughs> organically grown grain. That would be a good example. Well, yeah, to, to, to use a simplistic analysis, but yes, right. to get the point across. Right. Um, and very true, of course, that we know we know that animals do not will not eat GMO grain if given any other opportunity. So they know something. Um, the question is, you know, and while we have a sort of respect for that intuitive side and all the sacred sides of things, uh, you know, I would I would posit that there's a corollary in empiricism and science if we look properly in in a, in a holistic fashion. Um, and so, you know, what has been used in the past is called a refractometer, um, which is a, a a tool developed by a guy named, uh, or the tool wasn't, but the principle, the BRICS principle was, I think it was. Gustav Adolphus Bricks or something. Uh, he was an uh, Austrian chemist that won the um, the sort of million dollar prize of its time in the 1830s. Uh, that was put out by the German vintners. Um, those Germans that owned um, uh, vineyards and were growing grapes for wine needed to know which grapes will make vinegar and which grapes will make the best quality wine. And they didn't know how to discern that, you know, difference. And Bricks won the, won the award, which, and he basically discerned that it was the relative specific gravity that was a predictor of the quality of the wine. So that basically the heavier the, the grape juice, the better the quality of the wine would be. And he used a hydrometer to do that. Oh, interesting. Um, and so, you know, in the same way that a, a, a Celsius was named after, a degree Celsius was named after, Celsius, a, a, a Fahrenheit was in after Fahrenheit, a Richter was in after Richter, a Bricks was in after Bricks, and Bricks is a chart um, that's calibrated to percent sucrose. So how much does light bend when it goes through a one percent sucrose solution? How much does light bend when it goes through a two percent sucrose solution? That's a one Bricks or a two Bricks. Um, so the best way we have to do it now is a very simple tool you can buy for twenty dollars on eBay, and it's called a refractometer, and. Um, you basically take a drop of uh, juice from an apple or a pear or a potato um, or a lettuce, from the, um, and you see how much the light bends when it goes through it. And while not sort of entirely always correct, it's, it's a very predictive way of discerning relative quality of food. Again, you have to take a drop of the juice out um, to do it. So what a tool is that we're looking at, or a type of tool, is called a spectrophotometer, um, it's basically a point-and-shoot camera. It takes a picture of the near-infrared spectrum of the um, crop, basically the light that's being emitted from the crop on the near-infrared spectrum, and that correlates to the vibrations of minerals, the vibrations of compounds, etc. So we can we basically now have the technology to take a point-and-shoot picture. You point your little camera at the 
at the crop and it'll take a picture and it'll take a picture of the light that, that bounces back from that crop. And can you calibrate that to levels of minerals, levels of amino acids, you know, antioxidants, phytonutrients, etc. So we can basically, if you have the proper science, you know, good, thoughtful, you know, considered science, looking at multi, um, multi-factor, uh, with a multi-factor perspective, you can get levels and ratios of minerals that correlate with levels of um, compounds, etc. And we understand from nutritional science that it's the it's the secondary plant metabolites, the phytonutrients, the antioxidants, etc., that are really the health-giving attributes of food. So, um, and it's you know very interesting that when you look into this subject, you find that there's certain levels of minerals that have to be present for those higher-order compounds to exist. If you got something like cobalt or molybdenum or selenium, um, they're at the center of compounds that are critical for our basic biological pathways to function. So, cobalt is the center of cyanocobalamin, which is B12. Eighty percent of the bacteria in the soil are B12 dependent. So if you don't have cobalt in your soil, you don't have eighty percent of the soil life present. So you add a little bit of cobalt to your soil, and that gets the cobalt into the plant and into your body. Um, uh, molybdenum is critical for uh, the nitrogenase enzyme to function, and the nitrogenase enzyme is used by life to fix nitrogen from the atmosphere. So if you have molybdenum in your soil and the basic biological species, then you can fix all the nitrogen your plants need from the atmosphere, and you never again need a nitrogen fertilizer. Um, the you know copper and zinc and manganese um, critical for basic enzymes and basic secondary plant metabolites, um, and also basic uh, immune um, compounds in our own bodies. Uh, th- so we basically look at your soil and discern what the underlying deficiencies are that are built up over time due to whatever environmental factors you have, whether historically just a week you rotted the soil or you've been harvesting certain crops or you've been, you know, tilling too much and things have been leaching out. Uh, boron and sulfur, uh, you know, generally leach out of the soil. And boron is critical for silicon functionality and silicon functionality is critical for calcium functionality. Calcium is made makes all the cell walls strong. If you have a, a fungi, it can't actually puncture a strong cell wall. So your plant becomes fun, fungi, fungal disease resistant when it's building strong cell walls, and that'll only happen if you've got sufficient boron in your soil. So there's all these different you know, little pathways that are understood about how to build vitality. And when you do that, you get better tasting crops that are healthier that actually tend to yield better. Um, but the, the upshot about the the... You know, how do we discern nutrition? You know, so we've been, we have been using the word nutrient density because, um, you know, it was a, in the conversation of a few years ago, um, that was the best term that was out there. It was like in the conversation politically on the left, you know, five years ago or eight years ago, progressive was the only word that was, you know, about appropriate to fit a certain sector. So, by, so nutrient density was, was a, a word we were using. Um, what we're doing with the Real Food Campaign, and we have been using that word, a lot, is creating a new word. We're creating the word bionutrient, and we're going to develop a meter um, that's a near-infrared meter that can discern for the consumer the relative bionutrient levels in that food. Oh, that's so, really um, exciting. That's what I was really getting getting at is, you know, how can the general consumer know if they're getting bionutrient-dense food? And so you right. you actually have a way to measure it and to get that information to the consumer. So what we're doing this year is we're um, 
you know, developing a uh, nationwide empirical data collection research project. And so our objective, this is a lot of what I'm focusing on right now, you know, we've got the courses going, and that's we've done them before, so it doesn't take that much time and energy to get the, keep them going. Our major, you know, objective organizationally in the next couple of years is to get this standard, you know, done, to do the research to, you know, that we can transparently share and discuss and and come up with with an understanding of what, you know, seems evident and devise a simple consumer-priced, you know, tool. And our target is 50 to $100, and we'll see if that's, if that's doable. But something like that that you can carry in your pocket. Um, oh, that'd be great. So, I, I'm uh, really excited yeah. to hear that, you know, to be able to take something to the grocery store and go, eh, no, eh, that's good. Yeah, how cool is that's that? That's exactly it. Yeah, it's kind of exciting. It's <laughs> uh, very exciting. Well, we are just about ready to go to break, and we want to hear more about uh, this exciting topic, and it's a topic that we should all care about because if we're getting nutrient-dense food, uh, you know, we're building our immune system, we're less likely to get disease, and it's an important topic. So you are listening to Food Integrity Now, and we will be right back. Carol Gervais, and I'm a certified life coach and one of the hosts of the Food Integrity Now show right here on Castle Rock Radio. Have you ever dreamed of swimming with the wild and free dolphins? I'm not talking about the ones in captivity like the ones at Dolphin Quest. I'm talking about swimming with them in the wild. If this is something you've only dreamt about doing, I invite you to mark this off your bucket list now and join me for an all-inclusive trip to swim with the wild dolphins. Your trip to paradise will include organic gourmet meals, ocean waterfront accommodations, Lomi Lomi massage, and much more. What are you waiting for? Now is the time to make your dream a reality. For more information, go to wilddolphinswimadventures.com or contact me at carol at coachwithcarol.com or 719-687-7447. Once again, that's 719-687-7447. Mahalo. Are you seeking understanding and assistance in healing your depression and anger or lack of passion? Hi, my name is Tammy Urbanic at Empowerment Through Healing, and I'm a medium clairvoyant who can work with your spirit guides to assist you. Your spirit guides can offer solutions and understanding at current life issues that you're facing. Visit www.empowermentthroughhealing.com for more information, and you can call me at 719-641-2017. Welcome back to Food Integrity Now. Our guest today is Dan Kittredge. He's the director of the Real Food Campaign, and he's been talking and teaching us about uh, bio-nutrient food. And what that means is um, that basically in layman's term is that your 
how to measure whether you're getting the nutrients from your food or whether you're having just empty calories. Is that correct, Dan? That would be a good way to convey it, yes. Okay, great. Um, so I guess a question that I have is how how do you do this? I mean, I know you can't give me, you know, the whole seminar in the next 15, 20 minutes, but just in layman's term, what are the key things that we need to do to make our soil more nutrient-dense so that we hence have nutrient-dense food? Um, so I, I, mean, I started talking about it before. We start out with the soil test um, and see what's deficient. And there's a couple of basic principles that we're trying to convey in their, you know, their corollaries. And one is... Um, that limiting factors are what we're trying to address. We are assuming that the biological system has great potential and vitality, and we're simply trying to address the limiting factors that are holding it back from achieving its potential. So, um, you know, in the nature versus nurture debate, we're trying to increase the nurture. Um, and the system will only function when the biological system is functioning well, that it is a living system, and if we respect that and understand that, to put that, that'll feed us. It's basically the bottom of the food chain of a building so that we at the top of the food chain have more vitality. Um, so we start with a, a soil test and address mineral deficiencies. We um, inoculate with the critical species of bacteria and fungi that are symbiotes to the plants. We understand that it's a multi-kingdom symbiotic process. Uh, life is. And if you try to look at the... At the um, point of differential between the plant and the fungi, for instance, you'll see that there's no real point of differential, but they actually are totally symbiotic. And so we, we suggest inoculating with the bacterial and the fungal inoculants that establish those healthy symbiotic relationships, and we monitor the health of the plant based on certain parameters in the soil with electrical conductivity. We use a refractometer, and after addressing basic mineral deficiencies, um, have the opportunities to foliar spray, nutrition, and inoculation, or add things to the root zone. So we're basically just trying to increase the level of health and monitor proactively the health of the plant. So you're talking about when you say inoculation and bacteria, uh, one of our friends, Yule, who's a, an organic farmer, mentioned that it's it's much the same as having the probiotics in your intestines. You have to have the bacteria to break it break it down. Is that what you're talking about with inoculation? Exactly. I, I'd say the difference between plants and animals is that animals have an internal digestive tract and plants have an external digestive tract. Mm -hmm. Okay, and yeah. That external digestive tract of plants is the symbiotic relationships with the bacteria and the fungi in the soil. So in the same way someone takes a probiotic capsule that is spores of, you know, Acidophilus. We give a probiotic spores of different species. We coat the seed. We add just touch, add a touch of different spores into each seed packet, um, and then we suggest that you inoculate the soil with a bunch of species because we understand that due to environmental conditions, you know, and history, we may not have all the species of life in any given soil that we'd like. So, yeah, it's, it's that's basically it. We're just supporting the life process. 
Okay. And how receptive has the organic farming industry been to what you're doing? Well, I'm not sure we've had a lot of um, contact with industry. Um, I would say that the growers in the region are, um, it's, it's, it's probably one of the biggest, you know, movements that's going on in the organic farming community out here. Um, so I, I think, I think it's, it's being fairly well received. We don't have sort of big organic agribusiness that much out here. It's mostly uh, CSAs and, and, you know, growers that are selling to different, uh, you know, grocery chains. And do you have plans? Are, are some of your goals to make it bigger, to, you know, get this out to the big organic companies um, beyond what you're talking about, the scope of the CSAs and small community farmers? Certain, certainly. No, certainly. We're, we're, we're very young. We're very new. You mm-hmm. know, we're not... Um, we're not well established, so we're. It, I think we're we're still on the cutting edge, and we're and we're not fully developed. I think it's, it's rapidly happening. Um, if people want, and I, and I should say also that if people are, want to look more into the details of what we're discussing, um, we have a, a a newsletter that we put out every two weeks for members of the courses um, that has a, a bunch of the supplemental information in it, many links and and citations and you know reviews, book reviews, a lot of book reviews of the seminal texts are there. In six pages, you can get the essence of a number of the critical works. Um, Why don't you give our, us give us your website yeah, and that all that information? It's it's real realfoodcampaign dot org. Okay. Um. Um. So, uh, you know, we're in process, and I should say about the the research project just to, to finish that off. Um, that our objective this year is to get five hundred thousand samples of crops. Um, and get to and to get 50 data points on each sample. So, uh, from environmental conditions, soil type, fertility, practice, um, planting date, uh, seed variety and source, etc., to mineral level, vitamin level, amino acid level, enzyme level, um, you know, essential oils level, and secondary plant metabolite level. Those those kinds of numbers. Um, and then and 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 develop a, a begin to develop a database of what crops look like now, so that we can begin so that we can do a sort of a, um, I think it's an epidemiological type of assay. But basically, we'll do a statistical analysis to find correlations between mineral levels and other compounds, um, or just look and see what's 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 there. Mm-hmm. Um, so we we are definitely intending to spread you know our our work. Um, and you know, we're very open to, to partners, the people people that want to set up uh, courses, you know, it could be two-day courses or it doesn't have to be year-long seminars. It could be just sort of introductory events. Um, our, our basic model is that we're uh, a membership-based organization, and we've got members that are in different constituencies. So we've got farmers, we've got uh, gardeners and consumers, um, we've got retailers, uh, mineral distributors, uh, soil consultants, uh, laboratories, any number of, of constituents that are all members of the overall, you know, community of people that will be taking part in this process. So um, that that membership would, you know, will be voting on the board of directors. Each each sort of set of membership can choose their own representatives on the board, so that there's no 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 uh, sector has dominance. Um, personally, I grew up on an organic farm. My parents actually run an organic farming organization in Massachusetts. Um, 
So I, I've watched from the beginning of the organic certification process, you know, the first writings of standards in the, in the 80s, how that movement sort of got uh, co-opted or, or bought out or whatever your adjective of choice is. Um, um, so our objective is to develop this sort of organizational structure that will facilitate a movement that's, that's more decentralized. Um, in, among other things, we like the model of the Western Price Foundation where they have the local chapter leaders. So we have sort of uh, semi-autonomous nodes across the country, uh, people that are working on this. That's our sort of mode of uh, development. So, um, yeah, anybody who hears this and is interested should feel free to contact us if they want to set up an event or otherwise get in, in contact with us uh, through our website, realfoodcampaign.org. Um, yeah, did I answer your question? I'm not sure. I think I got a yeah. sidetrack. I, no, I kind of wanted to go back a little bit and talk uh, again. You'd mentioned that uh, there is a difference just because uh, a crop is organic doesn't mean it's necessarily nutrient dense. And I was reading an article that cited some information that you'd given. Uh, I think it was a doctor. She, she had a patient that came in and uh, was, she found she was deficient in magnesium. And this, this woman had been eating organic food strictly from co-ops for, you know, for years. And so she was really surprised to find she was magnesium deficient. And so that's what you're talking about, you know, different, just because a crop is, is organic, uh, there could be all kinds of, of reasons why a soil might not have proper levels of magnesium or, or you were talking about, uh, exactly. Yeah, and I'm curious about that, the causes and what causes that. Well, yeah, exactly. You mentioned erosion. What What's probably the biggest culprit of low minerals in our soil in the U.S.? You know, and I know there's a wide range of different types of soil. Right. I mean, I think that we have, we have sufficiently um, denuded the biological activity for starters to have you know, much less sophistication. But we really till too much. You know, way too many places have used chemicals or are using chemicals that, that, that shut down the biological system and do other, you know, really atrocious things. Um, and we, we're, we've, been, we've been harvesting these, you know, minerals from these soils and not replenishing them for some time. You know, it, it's simply just, just attrition. Um, and it's really actually not that expensive and not that long a process to really do this really good job of revitalization. Um, so, you know, for people that are, you know, looking to grow food, um, it's, it's really a very feasible option. Um, you know, our, our, our real long-term strategy here is to facilitate revitalization of the planet writ large. Um, and we have a insight that, that economics are an important strategy. So we're trying to develop in this country, um, an economic incentive for doing the right thing, which would effectively be revitalizing the soil and building overall biological health, but make it, you know, give the consumer the understanding of the self-interest and the capacity to make intelligent decisions. And that would be, we presume to be a, a strong economic driver. But, I mean, as this information gets more well codified and more well understood, the implications for other parts of the planet will be, you know, very evident. Um, it, it, I mean, we could do a serious job of revitalizing, you know, culture and environmental health rapidly. You know, talk about sequestration of carbon, you know, building soil humus, building soil life is a, 
a very practical and with a number of really positive, you know, corollaries strategy for for addressing you know excess carbon in the atmosphere. Um, you know, anywhere, in, if anybody's traveled and they've seen other parts of the world where people live on much less and are much closer to the edge, you know, revitalizing the soil is a really powerful, really powerful thing that can be done. So. Um, you know, this all sounds sounds um, just incredible, but I think a lot of our listeners who may just be um, have home gardens or uh, on our show last week, we had Barb from Farm Wars who was talking about, you know, you can you can have a, a garden in a bedroom if you want with grow lights and stuff. So in this next segment, I would like you to talk about, uh, you know, how how the small independent person can make sure that they're getting nutrient dense uh, vegetables. And if you have some suggestions and perhaps it's through your website, but uh, let's discuss that in our next segment. You are listening to Food Integrity Now, and we're now going to take a break and listen to our sponsors. We'll be right back with Dan Kittredge of the Real Food Campaign. If you are looking for some flavorful, healthy, fresh food, come out to Maximilian's Cafe in Woodland Park, Colorado, focusing on local, fresh ingredients with a changing seasonal menu. Located at 209 East Midland Avenue, Woodland Park, Colorado, right off Highway 24 in downtown. Our walls are full of local artist artwork, and on Friday and Saturday nights, we feature local singers, songwriters, and performers to entertain you while you relax and enjoy a fun environment, a glass of wine, and fantastic food. Open seven days a week from 11 to 9 p.m., 11 to 8 p.m. on Sunday and Monday. experiencing anxiety, anger, depression, or low self-esteem? Do you beat yourself up or sabotage what you truly want to achieve? Hi, this is Jeannie Smith, and at Open Heart Healing, I combine counseling, gestalt therapy, and Thai energy work to assist those who truly desire to bring quality and joy back into their lives. My office is located on South Perry Street here in Castle Rock. Call me for a free consultation at 303-660-6373. Again, and that's 303-660-6373 or visit me at openhearthealing.com. Holistic Pathways is your local herbal medicine clinic. You can find them online at holisticpathways.com. Holistic Pathways supplies certified organic and ethically wildcrafted bulk medicinal herbs, herbal extracts, and essential oils. Holistic Pathways offers Mayan abdominal massage and specializes in women's health and fertility. Call 720-570-2454 to speak to a certified clinical herbalist today. That's Holistic Pathways at 720-570-2454. Welcome back to Food Integrity Now. We've been talking with Dan Kittredge of the Real Food Campaign about bio-nutrients in our food, which is uh, basically nutrient density, and building that in the soil. And I've been thinking a lot about growing 
um, food inside because I don't have a yard and I want to start growing my own food. So the only thing I really know about anything regarding that would be like composting. <laughs> do you have any, anything else that might help someone that wants to just do a small growing project? Um, so you're talking about specific materials you could use or right. Um, what kind of, I mean, you can go to the store and buy and buy just potting soil or basic soil, but, uh, I don't know how that compares to what you're talking about with, Really yeah, well, every well. every every different material in a different package is something different biologically. So you need to understand what's in that and address it individually. Okay, you know, that's the the real answer, which is not the answer most people want to hear. Right. Um, mm -hmm. um, the you know I would suggest to properly do this. It means you know a better understanding of how life works and a more you know intelligent and integrated relationship with it. And so. That's our real objective, is not to give you simple answers, but to actually empower you to be a better, you know, more attuned to the, to the living system. So to that end, we're, as I said on our website, you know, providing a significant number of, of links to, to background reading, um, you know, book reviews of seminal texts. They may not want to read the whole book, but you can get the grok of the basic insights rapidly. Um, different companies that will provide different services of different materials, uh, whether they're biological inoculants or, um, uh, you know, uh, minerals, different blends, different liquid fertilizers. I mean, we, there is actually an industry out there doing a lot of this work already. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, PowerPoint, audios, videos, you know, we're, we're building the process out. And we're, like I said early on, but we already have a, a pretty good um, uh, linkage of information. Um so uh, I would suggest perusing our, our website. Uh, um, yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> that's, that's the best answer I can give you. I'm sorry. It's not that simple. Well, um, that, you know, that actually, that's a good answer because we do need to get a better understanding of what, what creates the foundation of our life. And this is the foundation of our life, the yeah, food that we eat and the soil that it's grown from and as you explained so well uh, earlier in the show. So that I think that's a great answer. Yeah, and we talk a lot, Dan, on the show about being passive versus, you know, just getting involved and learning. And, and uh, you know, you, that's basically what you just said. There's no... There's quick, no quick shortcut. Yeah, there's no, okay, <laughs> A, B, C, you're done. It's about, you know, taking the time to really read and understand where your food comes from, how it's grown, you know, and now you're, you know, it comes down to what's in the soil and uh, it's just getting involved with something that's very important. You know, the food that we put right. in our body, uh, you know, sustains our physical life. So um, I think, think somebody said something about the body being the temple, mm -hmm. um, and the if the temple is where you go worship your maker, your lord, whatever you're, you know, whoever you're worshiping, and however you're doing it. I, I would say on a basic quantum mechanics level, uh, you know, you are what you eat. We all get that, but it's the vibration. We're all vibrating liquid crystals, and right. are, what is the coherence of vibration, and what is the multi, you know, dimensionality, multi octave you know, uh, chordal, chordal, um, light that you're projecting. 
you know, that's and, and that you're vibrating in. And if we understand that our different minerals have different geometries and different vibrations and sizes, you know, it actually gets down to a, it's a beautiful integration of the, you know, physics and the metaphysics that, you know, um, so, and it's, it's, it's very empowering. And I guess, I mean, maybe I'm a little bit too much inside of it to have perspective, but, you know, it seems that a lot of people are, um, you know, having a hard time feeling inspired these days. Um, right. And I'd say, you know, actively, actively investing your full energy revitalization of revitalization from the ground up is the most strategic thing we can do. It happens to be empowering and inspiring. Um, and, you know, potentially we could actually make money doing it. You know, if you're doing the be- if you're doing the better thing, you're working in harmony with life. It's you know things work better, um, actually. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, that just makes it, sense. It, I mean, it w- you know, as we know, we're all energy, um, and we all everything has a vibration. So you know, what we put in our bodies has a certain vibration, and either it matches with you or not. And you know, it's. I mean, I don't want to get too technical here about all that but what you're saying makes makes sense to me well thank you yeah yeah it um and i hope it does i tried to integrate it all and make it make it you know available um i think that's that's what i'm good at i don't necessarily have the great insights but you can integrate them into common sense terms that that you know and dan what is your background i'm just curious uh, an organic farmer. I grew up on an organic farm. Yeah, I, that's all. I, so, so I mean, I you, I mean, to me, you sound like you have a degree in science of some sort because you're very knowledgeable, and and that's probably because you've just taken the time to to learn about this. Well, I, I took physics and chemistry and organic chemistry and biology mm-hmm. and at university, so I, I understand some things. But mm-hmm. um, you know, it, it's really can you make them real? Can you understand how the biology and the physics work together and the chemistry and the physics and the chemistry and the biology? They're all totally, you know, different ways of looking at the same living system. Mm-hmm. And if we can look at the whole living system, we can use our science in a very empowering fashion. We can't be reductionist about it. We have to be synergistic and integrated and biological about it and mm-hmm. understand, you know, what a living system is as opposed to a chemical system because they're entirely different. Mm-hmm. You know, the light that is emitted from a living system is... is liquid crystal in nature. Um, mm. It's entirely different than, than a, you know, chemistry situation. Um, so, well, and I think that anyway. has to do with what you were saying earlier. You know, we need to be, uh, we need to be cognizant of that as living beings, our, our focus and our attention uh, creates a more, a more fulfilling life. And if we are completely disconnected from, what sustains us, how, how much inspiration and how much energy or passion can we have about our lives? Well said. I, 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 would, I would say one of, the, one of the sort of insights that I, I've always found very profound is that environment is stronger than willpower. I think that's a profound insight. Mm. And that the, the environment of our reality is our physical form. Then maintaining as harmonious and vibrationally, you know, attuned a physical form as possible will increase our reality. You know, we can have intentions, but our, our reality is based on our experience. And if our experience is dissonant, I'm not sure if I'm using too many, you know, <laughs> uh, broad terms, but, but if we can get our, our environment, our body to be vibrating in tune, then our, our will can be, you know, more and more well 
um, directed for for mm. better ends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and and again, it's just it's something that maybe some of our listeners don't think about. You know, it's like they. You know, I'm going to, I need some greens. I'm going to grab this, you know, and not even think about, you know, is this nutrient dense or is it not? Is it, you know, it's just, uh, I I guess just increasing awareness. And that would be really exciting to have that little tool you're talking about. So um, to be able to take it to the grocery store. So when can we have that? <laughs> well, uh, what, who, anybody want to help us raise money to pay for the project? Um, <laughs> and if they want to do that, how can they do that? Uh, you can go to our website, which is realfoodcampaign.org, and you can donate or join or you know get involved. You can even just put your put your email on our on our email list, and we'll we'll send you our irregular newsletters um, uh, to stay in touch. But yeah, um, you know we're, we're 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 building up the organization right now, and it's growing rapidly, and, and they're very um, harmonious fashion, mm-hmm. but, uh, yeah, or you can, you know, contact me through the website. Okay. And, and, um, so they can just go to the website and find your email or do you want to give that out? Uh, it's Dan at realfoodcampaign.org. Okay, great. And, uh, if you're interested in the course, you can talk to Doug at realfoodcampaign.org mm-hmm. and, uh, if you're interested in donations, uh, or, or money, it's, uh, Suzanne. S-U-Z-A-N-N-E at realfoodcampaign.org. Well, we're really yep. excited about the work you're doing. And uh, is anybody else doing this? Any any other nonprofits or organizations out there doing something similar to what you're doing? Or are you guys it? Um, well, I would say that, I mean, I came to this through my work with, with Remineralize the Earth, going to conferences, just, you know, talk to other people and, and, the people who are most harmonious about this are the, are actually farmers that are doing the work. Mm-hmm. Consultants that are working with labs selling minerals to farmers. Mm-hmm. It's an economic relationship. It's not an educational relationship entirely. And there's a good, a good amount of education that's going on, but but that is sort of I think that's the niche that we're that we're filling that's been empty so far has been a, a nonprofit, you know, umbrella and and governance structure to this understanding and implementation. Um, if you go to our website, you'll see links to, to companies that are doing this work in different parts of the country, working with farmers. I mean, this is actually being done on uh, millions of acres across the country at various levels of intensity. Mm-hmm. But growers have no economic incentive to maximize quality. A lot of growers understand these principles to some different degrees and you know, are well along the way, but they don't have the incentive. They're not being requested by their buyers to actually you know, follow through and, and facilitate higher quality. Right, so, so consumer demand. Yeah, is is money talks. You know, mm-hmm. whether you like it or not, um, <laughs> money talks. And if we can use you know empowered, enlightened self interest to you know uh, evolve the economics of food, I think that's great. Yeah, um, we do too, and I applaud you for the work you're doing. And it's been wonderful having you on our show. Unfortunately, our time is uh, coming to an end. So, again, if you want to know more about the Real Food Campaign, go to realfoodcampaign.org, and you can find out all kinds of information on that site. So thank you, Dan. Um, Continue doing this great work. 
And uh, thank you, thank you for having me on. Oh, you're more than welcome. And thank you to our listeners. You've been listening to Food Integrity Now. Thank you, Susan, for all your great questions. Thank you, Carol. And we will be back next week on Food Integrity Now. Am I-